0: I come from the candy English so look. <laughs> Smootum. The perfect knife for cutting your underwear. Oh, no, you might have to take a beer run while we're out, huh? y'all see that? I hope y'all saw that because that's what Hi. they look Hi. like. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of the Outside Stuff Podcast presented by Blue Court Outdoors. As always, I am Steven Marshall. Today, I'm gonna call Nate. Pretty much most of these episodes have been calling Nate, to be honest with you, and we're going to talk about my end of the rifle season, uh, me harvesting a beautiful Florida 6, um, my biggest Florida buck that I've ever shot, and definitely a, a wall hanger, and just kind of go through that hunt and, you know, the feelings we had, and... Um, just a great way to cap off the season the the video itself is almost done and it stands right now at around 51 minutes long which is actually the longest blue cord video we've ever made but i just wanted to instead of breaking it up into you know smaller videos why not just tell the whole thing right up front and that's what i did i'm actually doing this podcast in a concrete room here in um just south of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So don't mind the slight echo or anything like that. I'm sorry, but uh, it should be fine. And uh, we were having a lot of technical difficulties, honestly, when it came to this. I think it cut in and out about 10 times, but you shouldn't be able to hear it. Other than that, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Like I said, it was one hell of a ride for this rifle season here in, in Florida, and granted, you know, I had a lot of lows, but I ended it on a very big high, and I uh, want to just thank everybody involved that helped me, you know, get to that point, point. and I want to thank everybody else for listening, and people that I'd listen every time, thank you so much, and and new listeners, I uh, hope you enjoy us, and I uh, hope you get a chance to watch some Blue Cord Outdoors on Carbon and on YouTube, and continue to uh, show support for us, trust me, I we really do appreciate it, and we love every single person. Thank you all, and Let's roll. Well there, Nate. I am in your state of Mississippi, son. How about it?
1: By by God. Welcome to the rebel state.
0: Oh man. It uh it feels good, it feels great. Um just south of Hattiesburg here by just a mere eight to ten miles, south on 49 doing a little army stuff. As you can see, this is my army room, my bedroom. Uh, There's my bed. It felt good to be able to sleep on it Um, after a long day of traveling when I puddle jumped from Tampa to Atlanta and then puddle jumped from Atlanta to Gulfport airport. And I landed.
1: How long of a flight was that?
0: Each one, 50 minutes. But I landed in the Golfport Hair Care and Tire Center Plaza they got and rented me a brand-new, blacked-out Nissan Rogue and whipped it into high gear and came over here. And this is where I'm at now, man, for the next couple weeks. So I'm breathing in what you've been breathing. Fresh air. We
1: talked talked a little bit, and you said you've seen kind of what the woods look like on the way, huh?
0: yeah it was like you know i'm like looking and as i'm driving it's just nothing but hills and pines and stuff and i'm like damn that dude wasn't telling no lie there's there's hills and pines everywhere <laughs> i was like yeah i didn't really think this place was hilly and then uh, i get here and i'm like well i guess my man is uh telling me the truth
1: yeah yeah it's all fun and games till you pull the trigger
0: yeah yeah the worst part is pulling the trigger but that's cool, man. I was just happy to be here. And um, yeah, you know, I thought maybe I'm, I, now I kind of feel like this weird internet thing uh, that you're going, you've always gone through. Even here,
1: d- even here right now, I'm going through troubles. I I got a couple videos ready to rock and I go to upload them and it literally stays in the upload phase for 11 and a half hours. And then on the 12th hour, it's like, Sorry, unable to process. And I'm like, you could have told me that immediately. It took 11, it took half a fucking day to tell me that I wasn't going to be able to upload. Like, God.
0: It's like that line from the wedding singer, which is uh, when his old lady leaves him at the altar and he says, I get that and I understand, but all this information would have been nice to have yesterday. <laughs> But no, um, no I figured uh, we can try and give her hell today. Uh, Anything specific you wanted to talk about or anything?
1: You're welcome, everyone. Let's hear the story, bro. Let's hear I'm tired of the world. Let's hear about how Six, a.k.a. Mark Martin's life came to an end two Fridays ago. Let's hear it, man.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. 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 The deer I shot. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can definitely talk about that. Yeah.
1: I know know, dude, every time we've been hopping on since then, you've been wanting to talk about it, but it's all it's, it's finally your time, man. Let's hear it.
0: All right. All right. So the last time I told a story, I talked about hunting this property in, uh, in Hillsborough and went through missing one buck scraping or scraping one buck you know missing my target buck really far back and never finding him Um, i uh, never saw buzzards or anything like that even when i would go and kind of went into like this weird like i'm done hunting mode a little bit like didn't want to rush back in there for any reasons obviously my rifle is, wasn't going to work, you know? And then, like I said, I bore sighted the rifle and at 10 yards, it was eight inches, right. You know, so shooting that big eight at, at 30 yards, I was 24 inches back and it makes sense that where I shot him, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much says the barrel was on, but the scope wasn't. So I tossed the scope. Uh, that felt good. That was a little bit of relief to, to throw his ass away. Uh, Went and bought another one, bought a Vortex Diamondback and had it bore sided. And then I went up to Tanner Rock, um over there, like just east of Lakeland, Auburndale area, like right in that, and um went to the, the rifle range out there, shot about 10 times and at 50 yards, and I was on. So it was good. And I and I was confident with my equipment at that point in time. So then it was just kind of like a waiting game like when am I when am I going to go again and I knew I was going to be coming here and I knew starting on the 2nd of February that I was I was going to be done and uh I had to do some virtual courses and stuff and I went in Orlando and I was driving back to and from Orlando every day so about the amount of time I had it was limited so I knew when I went out um cuz I believe today is two weeks, I think. Yeah. So I knew that two weeks ago that Friday, but you know, uh, the 28th, I knew it was probably my last day of hunting and told the wife that, so this is the last day I'm hunting. She oh, no, please. I said, no, this is it. This is it. Like, so you'll get all your wishes. My season will be over after today, no matter what. So I, Like I got home from work that morning and it was, I didn't get home until like 1030 in the morning from the fire department running on. I'd been up since 330 and uh, she was like, why don't you just stay in? I was like, I can't, you know, like, yeah, I'm tired, but some good, it's good weather right now. And the rut activity is so high and I mean, I just got to go, you know, so I was home for about an hour and a half, went to Walmart. They didn't have any corn and uh where I usually get my corn because like I told you before three every time that I put corn out the last three times Mark Martin our big six shows up he daylights uh you know in the evening you know that five that day day. (laughs) yeah and so I was like that was kind of my plan like don't put corn out there for like I think it was like 10 days And, uh, and at this point in time, I hadn't hunted in 17 days. So I I gave it a real good break, good two and a half weeks. So I go to leave, it's like 1130 or probably 1230 actually. And I leave and there's a tractor supply right there in plant city. So I went in there and sure enough, they had a bunch of corn and all that stuff. So I grabbed some apple corn, you know, I said, I'm gonna treat these boys a little sweet apple flavor. And. I headed to the woods Uh put my saddle on my rifle on my shoulder and uh and a 40 pound bag of corn on the other and i'm stomping through the woods through the swamps and uh i get to right about where my game camera is and i I look up to my left and there's a deer 40 yards maybe 50. and it's looking right at me but there's a tree on its you know by its face you know so i can't tell what it is it can't see me it just knows someone was just walking through here and uh so I, I lay i put the corn down just set it down real quick kind of pull my rifle out and i get up to a tree and i scope it and i just watch it into being a doe and i'm just watching her like you know mill around and then she finally just kind of heads off to the right. now I'm um, put the corn out and I changed the batteries on the camera because we weren't getting pictures and I got back in the stand and I get in the stand and um I, I'm not seeing nothing at the time it was like two hours not seeing nothing which is fine because at this point in time it's like 2 45 three o'clock and I look to my back right and there's um where I had where I'd actually shot that five point if there was like that in that direction and i'm looking and from the back right i see a really big deer i don't see antlers but he was stout big body darker and big bodied and he's probably 80 80 yards away and it's just like glimpse gone glimpse gone i mean it's just all these cypresses and stuff and i start grunting trying to see if I can get him to come because, uh, I was thinking, you know, cause it behind me, it wraps, there's a property behind me It's like, and there's a fence. I mean, the property line behind me is like maybe 30 yards, but it kinda, it wraps back that way where he was. So if he were to walk the fence line, I could get him to come to me, you know? And, but he was just hopping the fence line and I was like, damn, you know, good sized deer. You know, I wish I knew what it was. A little bit later, I look ahead of me and right where that doe was, I see uh, there's some some like head high, wait a minute, bushes, you know, and you can only see his head and his ears and his little antlers. He was a little buck. Wasn't like a spike or nothing, but like four or five points, something like that. And he's cruising left to right, taking the same path as that doe. And I was like, okay, see, that's cool. And I'm like, you know, he's on that doe's trail, whatever. And I'm like, all right, I bet you he's gonna walk, take a big ass loop, and he's gonna take that same path that whatever that deer was. So I I look up and sure enough, there he is. After about 10 minutes, I could see him walking the same thing. I was like, damn, I never see deer walking over there. I was like, it's so weird that they're doing that right now. I was like, but you know that it is what it is i guess you know i can't i can't shoot i wasn't going to shoot him anyways but so again um a little bit goes by and all of a sudden i hear um what sound like to me what sounds like the uh, rattling happening behind me like deer fighting <laughs> and that's fast and then i hear crashing palmetto crashing So, obviously, something's running, right? So, in this day, I was actually hunting with, um, I didn't take my DSLR. I actually, I brought my cell phone, my iPhone, and I had my phone mount that clips into my camera arm, my fourth arrow camera arm. So, my phone is my camera. So, I click my GoPro, get the camera going, record, because when I look, whatever it is is coming to me. And I grab my rifle, and there's a five-point runs on my back straight under my tree, and he's being trailed by a huge six-point. Big bastard. I mean, I've seen him before, I mean, and you've seen him on camera. He's got to be in that, like, 22-inch spread. I mean, dare I say 24, you know, but a wide, wide six, you know his his g2s and shit. they don't go up crazy high maybe it's my palm in my hand like this but he is just a squared off and he is running and they and so i get the camera and i you know i'm able to film i missed the five point on the camera but the six i right under my stand unreal and i set the camera up and i'm watching him he's taking he's still going he's still going and i'm like what the fuck? and i pull up my rifle and i just yell and i yelled like hey and nothing stops this boy. Nothing. And I said, I, I ain't shooting because now where he is at this point in time is where I just saw that little buck crossing left to right and then, wait a minute bushes. So he's 60. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. So, so there's four deer right there. I'm like, what the hell? Now my wind now so gonna put it out there. My wind is blowing in my face. So it's going north to south which is the wind I like to have because all the deer I always see come from my west and my north. I never have deer while I'm in the stand come from behind me, except for the big eight, which was weird, but he did. All these these deer, these two I saw went south behind me and these two come running to me. And I'm thinking, I was like, there's no way they smell me, right?
1: could that be the two deer that you've seen previously you think
0: Nah, no nah, the one the one that I saw ahead of me was small this, this five point was um had a really had a had a nice a nice little rack on him. you know what I mean like uh remember that four point you you shot Steenahatchie a few years back when you went up and you sat at like nine o'clock mm-hmm. something like that size yeah you know what I mean so he he had a decent little spread you know like He's, he was a good deer. There's one of those deer. Like I wouldn't shoot him, if even if it was the last day, just because next year he would be nice, you know. So um, now there there is a chance that the the that big six was what I saw, but um, but now the the little one now. But so so that happens, and I'm thinking like, did they smell me? And that kind of was going through my mind, like maybe they smelled me, but then they didn't blow, and then they ran to me. Like, that was just such an odd thing. And I I didn't know what what the deal was with that. So I just kind of chopped it up as, I don't know what that was. Let's just forget about it. And it couldn't be two minutes later where I hear more crashing from behind me. And I roll again. And I look. And when I look to my back left, I see a really big deer. But he's going, like, instead of this way, he's going, like, left. And I'm like, damn, that's a big buck. And I'm trying to film and trying to, you know, cause I'm not going to bring my rifle up just yet. Cause I, it's really thick right there. And he ends up turning like where I come in at, like where I used to hunt and he turns in. And that's when I realized it was the big eight and he's limping, you know, he's like kind of trying to move, but it's, you know, he's just doing this limp thing, you know, as he's moving through and there was no shot I could take on him. So I just kind of took it as an opportunity to just record him, And I sent you that video from the stand. Like, boy, I just saw the big eight. That dude's alive. I was all worried before. And I just saw his ass right here, which was awesome. That yeah, was a good relief. Yeah. And so now we've got three deer that have run up from behind me. And then I got, uh, and then simultaneously, within the next 20 minutes, I had one, two, three more bucks come from behind me and make their way forward. Now, these ones were small, too. They were five points, four points, stuff like that. But in, in all, in just a 20-minute time span, I had seven seven bucks come from from behind me that i didn't expect him to come from i mean let me put it this way i expect that place to be a bedding area yes but nothing like this has ever happened so i don't know what it was if there was a hot doe and everyone just started going nuts real quick but it was it was chaos it was just like i can' i couldn't stop filming these deer and i filmed every single one of them like i couldn't stop seeing deer and I was like, holy, and I was telling you, I was like, man, this this shit is going crazy. And I was sending you videos as it was happening, too, of like the six that ran under me because, like I said, I filmed on my phone. So I had these videos right here, and I just started sending them to you. And then it gets a little later, and a doe shows up. And I think you're off work at this point in time. And and now the camera's sending, you know, pictures and whatnot. And this doe kind of comes in, and she's kind of a, a little iffy. But she finally makes it into the corn, which had me going. And I'm like, hell yeah, you know, maybe a buck will show up. And she eats for 15 minutes, and then she keeps looking behind her. And I told you, I texted you, I said, bro, this this deer has not stopped looking from where she came from for two solid minutes. And you had even seen the pictures yeah. that were popping up. You are like, yeah, I know, I'm watching it too. Like, it was like, it's like you're watching a live feed of my hunt.
1: Well yeah, I mean you were you the, the camera was sending me pictures every 30 seconds so we'd send three pictures and she'd have her head down in one picture and then she'd have her head looking looking like alert in a direction and I was like bro something's coming something's coming something's gonna happen.
0: Yeah I felt that same way too but then she started to walk off towards that direction and she there was like these palmettos and she like literally dipped under it. And like, like there was like a crawl space in there or something. And she dipped under it and she was gone. I was like, well, you know, either, either something's about to come or uh, she's just done eating, you know. But then seconds later, she comes back out with another doe and a fawn. And I've seen this doe and fawn before. Uh, never from the stand, but just on camera, you know, she's still got spots on her and stuff. And it was like, he, she saw those went to now, get them. You like, kind of let down like that's a, a little, you talking about let down that it wasn't a, a buck or something. Yeah. Like you, like, that's what she's seen. Um, probably a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, I've, I've got pictures of bucks running this, this doe and this yearling off. So I was kind of like, well, they've come to her before, you know? So I was like, I can't be too sad. You know what I mean? And I still had 30 minutes that I was allowing myself to be in the stand anyway. So it was kind of like, you know, let's see. So this doe and the yearling in her come back and they, you know, like any typical nanny, she's real alert looking at everything and my wind's good they're in front of me. Wind's blowing at my face. Like I said, and, um, they all start eating well the that original doe she after a few more minutes she ends up leaving and she goes kind of to like my front left you know and goes towards this creek and I don't see her but and I don't like not seeing where they went technically like I was paying attention to something else and when I looked up she was gone so then it was me just trying to like I might have been texting you I'm like, damn, where'd she go? Because I don't want to not know where she went because I need to like, I'm in my saddle. So my tree is in front of me. So it's not like they can see me, but like, you know, sometimes I peek my head out and stuff, but I don't know if she's going to my left, if she can see me a lot or whatever. So I'm like scanning, trying to find her. And I can't find her. And then I see a deer come left or right again, that same spot where I saw that doe earlier which was a different doe. She wasn't one of these ones here. She was very young, but I go, all right, well, that's her right there. Let me pull my rifle up. So pull my rifle up and I look, and it was like, this deer is walking left to right. And I can't see anything, but it's lower body, like belly and legs. And it's walking left to right. And it stops. Dead in its tracks and it in almost like a movie it then turned right and faced me and i still can't see anything and there's like like you know just trees and stuff in the way so i could just see its legs and it starts coming in right. and when it starts coming in and i'm looking through my scope looking at this thing when it finally shows its face it's the it's mark martin it's a big six Like he was moving left to right on that other doe's trail from earlier and literally said, There's apple corn and a couple does over there. So, like I'm saying, it was like so, like it was almost like slow motion. Like there should have been like some dramatic music playing when this deer all of a sudden just starts walking towards me, nose down, and it's it's him it's the big six now the mark martin has been like a number two on my little hit list because i wanted the eight you know i mean i was like to myself if i shoot the eight i'm done hunting it doesn't matter like i'll let the sixes get bigger but they're so freaking big you know if i'm like if i were to see him i'd have to shoot him you know i mean like he's too cool he's too nice looking like he's just big body big neck big like a lot of mass on his antlers and I'm like man this dude's thick and when I saw him in person I was like I remember not even getting flustered
1: I feel like you had I feel like you got all your flustered your flusteredness out on the two previous hunts whenever you you know you that stuff happened so it's like you already got that out of the way and you're like
0: I'm capitalizing on this opportunity this hunting here has been a lot different for me so like i told you before, like way back when like when i started hunting there seeing deer every sit seeing 6 7 deer it was completely foreign to me it was saw deer ever in my life i saw a deer and i shot it and they're all, they're all bucks and uh and a few does but whenever i saw a deer i killed it i never saw multiple deer so never passed up any deer Yeah, never really had to so at this point in time like at this point in time i've already seen 10 10 deer today and in fucking eight bucks him being the number eight you know what i mean so i'm like okay i know what i have to do he can't see me his only concern are those two deer right there on that corn pile that is it He is not going to look for me. My wind is too good. My scope is badass. My Ruger American 270, it yawks. I just got to put it on him. So you can watch Mm -hmm. the GoPro footage, and you'll look. I am not flustered. I even say to the camera, to the GoPro, I'm like, it's the big six. Because I started filming him with my left hand, rifles like this. I'm standing there. I already got my rifle on the fucking grip. Ready to rock, it's pointing straight up. I'm just filming them like it's the big six. It's Mark Martin. And I'm filming him and he's got that nose down, bro. And he pushes them doughs out. And you see he's smelling them, this and that. And you could just see him. He's at 35-ish yards. And he's he starts eating the corn. And I've got, I'm free I'm free my rifle and I'm looking at him and he's just eating, but he's facing me you know, and I've got the crosshairs on his chest and I really didn't want to take a chest shot. I'm not opposed to it at all. I just didn't want to, like, I was like, come on, please get broadside for me, you know? And, uh, I want to be able to pass through both lungs or pass through a lung, hit a heart, pass through a lung or something like that. I don't want to just hit one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to, I don't want that bullet to hit one spot and then, you know, with all the, 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 with the chest and the, the ribs and stuff and start like ricocheting away, you know, I just, that's what's going through my mind when it comes to shooting a chest shot, but I'm not opposed, but I would, Especially but I didn't want to, especially,
1: you know, with the track record here, you want to make it, you want to make it the perfect shot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You'd much so rather, I,
1: you'd much rather watch the deer walk away than, than make a bad shot again.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I've got my rifle prehanding. I'm on the right side of my GoPro. So I was like, so I, I saw, I was like, let me adjust here. So, I pull my rifle up like this. I get on the other side of my GoPro because it's facing me. and I put my hand against the tree and I rest my rifle against my hand onto uh onto the tree. So now I'm just locked in. This rifle's not going anywhere. I couldn't tell you if I was even shaking or not, bro. like I was just just on it. and I'm just watching them and I and I look behind him. In the dough with the nanny, she's like still back there. And for some reason, she starts walking back up to him. And I said, okay, so I'm worried here because if old nanner girl startles him, if he like bounds a second, you know what I mean? and like just gets like in behind a tree or something. I was like, he could be out of my line of sight. And, you know, then I don't know what's going to happen. Or I was like, or he's going to turn and hopefully not move. I'm watching, I'm watching, and old nanner, if, I don't know if they, they got how they deer communicate with each other, but she communicates like a dog, which is my nose goes in your rear end, and she puts his, her nose in his rear end, and gives him the old, little sniffer, and he turns broadside, looks right, turns broadside, and within one second, I pulled the trigger, boom, He donkey kicks up, And he takes off to my right. And I'm watching, I'm watching until he disappears. And then I just listen. And I hear a crash. But I'm not going to get fooled by a crash, but I'm paying attention. And I stay silent. And then I hear flailing, that typical sound of the deer giving its last hoorah. Running, running sideways on its side. You know what I mean. On the ground, just kicking and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, I think I just killed him. And I think I said something along the lines of like, oh, I just killed that bitch. Which I, <laughs> I apologize to because he wasn't a bitch. He's a really cool guy, I'm sure. But bitch was just what came out of my mouth on camera. Mm. Oh, I just killed that bitch. So yeah. I I call you and I tell you, and I call my wife because I had about like ten minutes left before I told her I would get down and i shot him and she goes oh my god with seven minutes to spare i was like yep it's like uh, she goes well i don't of course in typical wife fashion she's like i'll believe it when i see it i was like all right because she actually at this point in time she's already dealt with uh two of these i get down and i go to the corn pile
1: now you had just said um that she had been through two of these before am am i right or wrong when i when i say this is the third sit in a row where you shot a buck.
0: No, you'd be a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. But I mean, okay. So, bad. yeah. So, okay. So if I shot, if I, if I did harvest that five point, right. I would have still went hunting again, but if I shot that eight, I would have been done. I told myself I would be done with him, you know, so technically if if the eight was harvested i would have i would have ended the season with two you know but a lot of that comes with um because i never saw any of these big any big bucks on the spot i was before which was only 80 yards away i kept seeing deer where i'm sitting now meandering around that's where they would come from so that's when you make like that adjustment and like like a trail cam can only do so much but you won't know anything until you go sit like you have to sit see where the deer are move after two sits on that last spot there wasn't a chance i was going to stay there i was like no what's happening here is these deer are coming from here and my wind's no good in this spot i gotta find them before i get like and then there's also that like weird you know how like a deer if it's if it's feeling iffy it takes forever to move you know 80 yards if it's if it's smelling a wind oh, but it yeah. wants to go to a feed, a food source like it's going to take its time to get there well a lot of those times was happening was the um getting close to dark so I said all right if I move I'll have a better place to sit better for better wind plus I'll be able to see these deer before you know you get that extra few minutes you know of shooting light you know so it comes with just mm-hmm. things you learn and then obviously every place is different. So, but yeah, I, yeah, technically not technically a hundred percent. I shot at three bucks in, in three different, the, those three sets in a row. And then it also confirms that every time I put corn out that Mark Martin, that big six, he would show up and during daylight hours, like he really liked that corn. I don't know, but, um, so that plan worked too. That was four times in a row. You like fresh corn. Mm-hmm. He would usually come in for like two straight days and then he'd be gone again, you know? So, whatever kept him around, that's what I was all about. So, like I said, I get down and he was shot like right by the corn. So, let me go see. So, I walk over there and I'm not filming anything at this point. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. Let me just. Because again, like, I guess I was nervous just because, because when I get up to where I shot him, I see white hair again. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I see no blood. I see white hair, no blood. And then it just, then it just, it just falls on me again. I'm like, You got to be kidding me. So I start trying to, trail you know kind of in an area where i thought he ran and i'm i don't see anything and now i'm getting pissed and i've only walked like 30 fucking yards like i'm already just you gotta be kidding me bro it's like uh i was like well screw this blood trailing i'm just gonna go where i saw him last and just go straight there so that's what I did. I shifted over and just started walking his, the direction he went. And I'm walking and I get through um, I'm like an ankle deep water as so I go through. And then it, I get through like a couple down trees and uh, some palm heavy palmetto areas. And it was like, it's not just palmettos, it's um, just like really small queen palms. So they're like, you know, four or five foot high and stuff. So I I get through there and I get to a slight open area. It's all cypress stumps. And so I kind of like squat a little bit. And I'm just just kind of just glancing left to right, just trying to see if I could see like a white belly anywhere. I can't see nothing. Mm -hmm. And I just start walking forward and walking forward. And then uh, I get stopped dead in my tracks because literally 10 feet in front of me, he was laying dead and uh, his back was faced towards me. He was laying down uh, and uh, that's why I, I was looking past him. It's like when I was looking for those this, like I wasn't looking right there immediately in front of me. I'm like looking. So I looked over him, looking past him and I couldn't see him. So obviously I started freaking out and then um, I get up to him. He's dead. Uh, porn, wherever he died, it was just corn poured out out of his mouth. So I called my wife and sent her, you know, show her confirm so she knows daddy did it. And then uh and I was like, how am I gonna call Nate? It's like let me let me FaceTime him. So, so then I laid on the deer. And that's when I FaceTimed you like like a selfie. And because uh, I you also hadn't heard from me in like 10 minutes. And I was I was even thinking to myself, like, damn, Nate hasn't texted yeah. me yet, but he's been through this twice already, so he's probably not wanting to text me until he hears back from me. And uh, so I laid there, and that's when you you answered, and it was just me holding up the peace sign with old boy laying on the ground. Dude, it was
1: such a relief, for me, and I didn't even shoot the damn deer. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: man but immediately roommate, like he's he's been here
1: for all three of the ones you
0: shot and he and he lost his shit with me too I know he did but it was uh immediately like walking up to him um first thing I noticed is obviously his antlers I was like he is just as big as I thought he was his body was huge I mean he was I mean he had the biggest neck I mean a massive neck and I remember his head was huge and he had like this really furry patch on his head uh no deer i've ever shot had that much hair on their head like it was almost like a mohawk super thick um he even had like in his eyes he almost looked like a to me he looked like a like a more northern deer like the way his his neck and, and face was like he had like this like in his eyes they had it almost looked like you say he had like eyeliner on like he it had like these rings on it and he just didn't look, he wasn't skinny. I think he ended up being 165 pounds and he was just, I mean, just meaty, a meaty man. And, uh, I looked at, you know, where I hit him, I hit him, uh, behind the shoulder and it came out about midway down his body on the left. Uh, it was the lungs, lungs got him and Yeah. And then it started the whole, you know, I was like, shit, I got to film this, you know, like I gotta, I gotta be here with this deer and see if I can't take a picture of him real quick. And I'm by myself. So I'm like, I got to film some stuff or something here. And, um, uh, so I started filming a couple videos and, and then I was like, all right, now it's time to drag this boy out. And he only ran 60 yards but I'm 300 in, I think it was 280 in where my stand is. So I'm you know, it's like, so I got my backpack on, dropped the rifles in my back and I started walking and, uh, he's heavy and it sucked the Cypress stumps
1: <laughs> and
0: everything. And I ended up, uh, calling Travis, uh, because Travis only lives like two miles away. I'm like, bro, I need you to come help me drag this deer out. And he's like, what? I said, I need help dragging this deer out. He goes, all right, I'm coming. And I remember he told his wife like, Hey, I got to go help Stephen drag this deer. And she's like, what? He's like, I got to go. And he left. And I said, I bet your old lady thinks you're scheming on her, dude. She's like, that's a stupid ass excuse. You don't hunt, you know? <laughs> so Travis shows up in his work boots and his work clothes and stuff. And, uh, and I was telling him, and he walks up to it, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's huge!" I said, "Yeah, she's heavy too, buddy." So we got to go, and uh, we start pulling this deer. And I know my way around the, you know, that area, and for some reason, I got lost, and we ended up going through like a two-acre patch that I, no one has ever walked through, and it's just nothing but down trees and stickers and thorns, and just getting smoked in there. It was like an extra forty-five minutes of drag over you know that I could have just taken the trails that I I've made you know and and hogs have made but I got turned around a little bit there and finally get out of there and get up to the property to some flat ground and also I'm getting like real lightheaded and about to throw up Travis about to puke and Travis is like man he's like when you called me I just killed a tall boy bush light ate two slices of pizza and ripped a black and mild dude I said you should be dead by now no
1: <laughs>
0: then i loaded them up and um headed over to uh the in-laws house to start cleaning them but
1: he actually called me the next day and he was like he's like well buddy i uh i just want to talk you through my side of this and i was like what do you mean and he's like i have a lot of respect for people that drag deer out and then went <laughs> a rant about You know how it's just ridiculous, and how how honestly he was like I've never really gave a shit about hunting, and he's like I've never really he's like I never gave a shit about being around a dead deer. He's like, but seeing a dead deer like that, and dealing with a dead deer like that, he's like, it brought like an instinct out in him. He said, (laughs) he's like I've never felt that way in my life. Like I'm totally like into this type of thing now. anytime y'all need it he's like that he's like that drag sucked ass he's like I never want to do it again but if you called me I'd be there he's <laughs> yeah, like dude. I just like being around it I was like dude I know I said him, too bad it didn't happen when you were eight
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when you when you're uh, when you gotta watch your dad or someone or your uncles drag it out and you, they're thinking the same thing like god this sucks and you're eight you can't drag shit, so you start you're trying yeah, to pull but carrying, you do nothing you're carrying the rifles yeah yeah you're carrying just stuff now yeah, you're the carrying the
1: rifles out
0: but yeah even uh but yeah was, man uh, seeing that
1: stuff like growing up that that's really what got us into it was just being around it like every time we went to camp even you know like you and I the guys the grown-ups the uncles the dads the you know everybody would get up and go to the woods you and I would go out there with our BB guns and camouflage our little our little camouflage bibs from walmart and our little rubber boots we'd go out next door and we'd shoot birds and and squirrels and stuff and we'd have squirrels stacked up for them to clean when they got back from hunting
0: that and then we it's remember we had what that we uh, did man and we had those blow darts and we were smoking lizards and frogs
1: mm-hmm. i remember had i had my fly rod i'd sit on my porch and fucking sling my fly out there under the light in the yard and catch toads with it <laughs>
0: or we get like all drunk and go you out there with a 22 over, and try to shoot rabbits.
1: And, oh my god, I used to chase them down on foot. I never caught one though.
0: No, I didn't think you would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I knew I wasn't going to catch them, but it didn't stop me from fucking trying.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. But uh no, I like when I when I sat down with 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 the deer and started recording like a like an outro, you know, to the video like, I found myself, like, talking and this and that, and then I, like, started thinking it just, like, I don't know, I just got, like, a little bit emotional and, you not know, like, I wasn't crying or anything, but, like, trying not to, I guess, but it wasn't, like, oh, man, I'm crying because I shot this deer. It was just, like, you know, you, you leave for so long and, uh, you come back, you miss your family and stuff. And then the other thing that I love doing is hunting. And, and I, you know, just even sitting in a, even just the other day, like before I came here, I went and pulled my sticks and camera arm off the tree. When I climbed up there to get it, I was just in shorts and a t shirt. And I climbed up there and I just strapped in and I sat there for 30 minutes, just sat there, you know, and it's just, it's just peaceful. It's just tranquil and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. the wind and the, the the sounds these stupid animals make. When I say stupid, I'm talking about the squirrels and, you know, you just kind of take it all in, you know, it's the last one of the season. And, uh, you know, and I'm like trying to describe how I felt when, you know, to the camera and stuff. And it's just, to me, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot more than just the harvest of the deer, you know, like even like mental health wise, like the stress and anxiety that I deal with, daily. And to just be able to have like that, that moment of all that serotonin rushing into my brain and giving me all this happiness and relief and just knowing I did it. And uh, my kids are going to be pumped. You know, my, my youngest boy Hunter, he's obsessed with deer. And so I'm like, man, this dude's gonna be pumped, you know, Peyton Cooper, they're gonna love it sent a picture to Olivia and she said that's sad but let's eat it you know it's like you know everyone was pumped and like Mm -hmm. the whole family everyone was pumped and like I'd even said in this video by the way that I've made encompasses since I started there like since the first day I put corn out ever it's actually 51 minutes long it's the longest blue cord video ever and I could have sat there and I could have made three you know but I said you know what I'm telling one story here one saga i guess about this 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 time frame and there's different events that happened in it and there's highs and major lows and then a major high so I'm like, i'm just going to keep this thing going so yeah it ends up being 51 minutes long and i'm not even done with it it might get to an hour i don't know and in the video i mentioned like that sometimes harvesting like your biggest deer isn't just a you thing it takes i said in the video i said it's a whole it sometimes it takes a whole tribe you know like in my tribe being my family like my father-in-law who got me the permission to hunt there my wife who you know stays back with the kids and goes and picks them up from cheer and does this and goes and picks them up from school so that i can go selfishly go hunt you know or uh my sister-in-law and who watches the kids and picked up the baby from daycare so that I could go out there. All that, like all that encompasses to, it's not just a me thing. Yeah. I'm the one in the woods and I'm the one setting everything up and I know what I'm doing this and that, but I can't do it by myself. You know, when you have a family, it's, you need help from other people. So harvesting it, I said, it was like, it takes a whole tribe to kill your, your, the buck that you're looking for. So, like I said, it's, I knew that, I wanted to make sure that I gave thanks to everybody and anybody that helped me with that, you know, with that experience. And I knew, like I said, that that was my last sit for the season until, you know, next fall. And again, it doesn't, it's not just a you thing. It takes, it takes the whole tribe. And I was just very thankful for my family helping me out along the way, you know. I cleaned him, uh, brought him back to the, to my in-law's house. And uh, of course, everyone, you know, saw him. Everyone's wanting to take pictures with him. My little one, Hunter, he's loving him, wants to touch him, trying to sit on him like a horse. He is all about him. You just want to pick him up. He wants nothing to do with anything else other than this deer. Uh, So it was, it was really good, man. It was a good, it was a good harvest, clean, ethical shot and uh got all my meat and stuff back and so when i get home i'll take him to a taxidermist and that'll be the end of that story just a cover on the
1: thank you man there's there's the, there's nothing like that feeling and, and even some of my buddies that i hunt with they're like why do you get so why do you get so worked up over it or, or if, if they, they're if they're not asking that you can tell they they're by the look on their face they want to ask it it's just like because man i mean First off, I feel like I hunt more than you know most people do, and I'm a lot more. You know, I put a lot more time in. Not, not that they don't hunt hard, because when they do hunt and they are hunting, they do hunt hard. But I hunt religiously. Like that's what we do. You know, we, you and I devoted ourselves to this, support core outdoors, and by God, we're doing it and. You're, you're unsuccessful a lot more times than you are successful. And the avenues that are, that are brought to me because I travel for work. I meet new people and they, everybody, every job I've ever been to, there's somebody there that invites me somewhere. So that's what happened with this up here with this Mississippi six point I killed. It's just like, there's the, the people you can thank for the opportunities that you're given, man, it's, it's, you know, bottomless, so. I feel you on that, man. You you sit there, and I remember Facetiming you after I killed my deer, and I just put my head in my fucking in, in my palms, dude, and, and was just basking it because it was like it all finally came together.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, i was just like, thank. You. Yeah. It's it's uh, always an awesome feeling, and like I said, when you when you tell yourself like i know what i need to do i know what i need to do and then you do it you finally do it and then it works out and you know now you can just say it's time to once next year i know what i'm doing again and i'm gonna go molly one that's bigger but man um, that was a
1: good story i'm there's a lot more detail in that story than than the synopsis i've been getting so
0: i appreciate you coming out and finally giving everybody the the rundown. oh yeah man it's uh well, you you also got the immediate FaceTime, which is a lot of bro, fucking this shit, fucking bro, then this bastard come popping out. And I said, This bitch don't know fucking you know it's like you're just all hyped up and you're just busting out the cuss words left and right. Uh and you know, so it's like your stories are always kind of amped up and stuff all that. It's like I don't think I actually truly told it until um Trevor Thomas called me and uh or i'm sorry i had to call him back later like a few days later and and tell him the story that was the first time i actually had told it so i wanted to uh, i was literally
1: i was literally just about to bring his name up it's the total opposite of the trevor thomas experience after he kills a deer he (laughs) shoots a deer and it's like someone hit him with the men in black wand Like, where was the deer at like where was the deer standing i have no clue hell he don't even want to talk to you on the phone after he shoots a <laughs> <the> deer <laughs>
0: <laughs> got deer all around him yeah I, I. he I, shoots I, and he's like I, I don't want to talk No, oh, man i'd have deer all. i was literally surrounded by deer that day and most times when i am hunting i'm there i am pretty i know i'm surrounded by him so it's uh but i kind of you know know what you're doing enough where you know how to hide and and whisper and things like that where you're you're good but but I guess, uh, I guess we'll get off here, man. And, uh, again, bask in the glory of a nice deer taken. And you shot three sixes in Alabama. I shot this six in Florida, and we can both agree that it is just a bad year to be a six. Bad year to be a six. Bad, bad year. Don't do Let it. Let me man. ask you this,
1: real quick, so, before we get off here. Uh.
0: Final score prediction for the Super Bowl. Final score prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, Well, I'll go off and say who I think is going to win and who I'd like to win. Uh, I'd like the Chiefs to win. I think the Eagles will win. I think the Eagles, they have a better defense than the Chiefs. They also have a better offensive line to stop people like Chris Jones, who led the league with like 16 and a half sacks. I think he led the league. I might be wrong on that, but he was up there. I think uh, that line will be able to double team him and hold him. Um, But again, Patty Mahomes is Patty Mahomes. The Eagles have also had like a very easy route to the uh, playoffs when it comes to the Giants being – they just outmatched the Giants and taken out every quarterback the Niners had where they had to only run the ball, you know, and you just score every time and they can't move the ball anymore. The Niners are a damn good team, but if you don't got anybody to play quarterback, I mean, what can you do? So whereas the Chiefs had a, a really good game against the Jags and then they had to go down to the wire against Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Cool, there, Joe Shiesty. Just swag in Cincy, and that came down to a last-second field goal. So I think the Chiefs are a little bit more battle-tested. Been there, done that, too. Um, I mean, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes going to his third Super Bowl possibility to win a, a second one, and that team's done it. And they got a lot of fast receivers. I think all around, it'll be it'll be the Eagles' game to lose, I guess yeah so if i were to go with my gut i say the eagles win 31 31 21 something like that
1: yeah with the you know with chiefs hosting five straight afc championship they're they're uh their poise is there man like they they've been there they've done that um they have the coaching they have experience there's they have the intangibles just to be a championship team which is why I'm rooting against them um (laughs) I've always been underdog type guy yeah it's it's super hard but I'm a I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan um I think he's one of the most humble guys in the league I like what he stands for I like how he operates um i'm a real big i'm a real big humble guy so if you're a humble quarterback and and i feel like jalen hurts is one of those guys that's under the radar but he's just as good as everyone so i respect him for that and he takes it very well and not just for that but just you know i i truly wouldn't mind seeing uh the chiefs lose although i do like andy reed a lot Um he's definitely worked his way up the ranks and he's you know he creates powerhouses everywhere he goes all right so my final prediction i'm going uh i'm going philly 34 28.
0: damn high scores Well, all right buddy we're gonna get out of here thanks for linking up with me and uh hopefully see you this weekend yeah man that's the plan I hope
1: everybody enjoyed it yes Bob sir doing it.
0: all right bubba see ya. all right well that concludes Today's episode, man, thank you, Nate, for coming on. Um, We're in the same time zone, and I get it now. I'm dealing with the internet issues myself, so now I feel like Nate, how he always does when he never can do anything on his phones. But uh, just, again, thank everyone, friends, family, everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl this weekend. It ain't the Bucks, so realistically, no one's really a winner. But other than that, again, this is Stephen Marshall from Blue Court Outdoors, your host of the Outside Stuff podcast, and I bid you all a farewell and enjoy the rest of the weekend.